Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway. Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Welcome to Plug and Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast, where we watch the Flash Animation webtoon and shorts that we grew up watching in the halcyon days of yore. Of course, I mean the early 2000s. I'm Paul Rebrook, and with me is my co-host, John Ward. Excellent, John. Well, could you tell the listener at home, what exactly are we looking at today? Today we're watching the, or talking about, the third episode of Big Bunny, Susie. This episode aired in the year 2001. Excellent. As has become our custom, we're going to read the Wikipedia summary of this clip. This episode starts out with the friends in the woods greeting Big Bunny with a cat from Miss Grundermeyer's front porch. Then mm-hmm. Big Bunny tells a story about a girl who sells her soul to the devil, but eventually repents and goes to heaven. After the story, Big Bunny gives the children Gouda to eat. John, what is wrong with this summary? <laughs> uh, Big Bunny doesn't give the children Gouda. He suggests Gouda as a, uh, uh, you know addition to their diet, let's say, presumably to fatten them up. However, it's weird that each of these Wikipedia descriptions has something wrong with it. Do you think this is like some sort of code that we've stumbled upon? Like, what are the discrepancies? Like, I suspect this is the Russians. Yeah. 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 It's got to be the Russians. Or maybe Amy just copied her original line notes for, for the shows and pasted them into the Wikipedia article. If I don't know. If you made a Flash cartoon, Paul, would you... Edit your own Wikipedia article about it? Well, this is actually f- directly from her Wikipedia page. Okay. So would you would edit your own Wikipedia own wiki- page, Paul? I would at least check my own Wikipedia. I'm not going to be the one to write my own Wikipedia, but <laughs> if one of the listeners at home wants to start it. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. Like, I definitely think I would read my Wikipedia page. I'm not sure if I could bring myself to edit it because i'm i'm sure that i don't know i just know i would eventually be found out and that just feels like an like an egocentrism then again like it's got to be good advertising right like like amy winfrey she's a professional she's got you know she's a you know a show creator uh so like you gotta have you know your stuff out there in the best light anyway completely irrelevant but still something to think about wikipedia is a weird thing (laughs) It definitely is. Well, let's jump into the episode itself, John. The theme song, still great, holds up two episodes deep. Absolutely. There's a lot that happens in this episode, though. Where should we even begin? Uh, how about with poor Mrs. Grundermeyer? Okay, so uh, Lulu, the children visit Big Bunny, and Lulu brings a cat that she's been keeping secret from, from Susie the entire time, which is weird, mm-hmm. because where was she keeping the cat? I guess behind her. Um, anyway, so she found the cat, she felt that the cat was very lonely, and just like Big Bunny. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, she, she brought the cat with her. The only thing is that the cat probably was not very lonely, because the cat was on Ms. Grundermeyer's porch. So, most likely it was Ms. Grundermeyer's cat. This is definitely Grand Theft Cat that we're seeing here, John, which kind of makes me think back to our shared country roots and how we used to come by pets in general. Like, mm-hmm. I, I never bought a pet growing up. I don't think. They mostly just showed up. Is that true for you as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A majority of our, our cats, especially, were basically just found under a porch on a like a auspicious occasion <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or stuck somewhere or, you know, friend of a friend had extra cats. <laughs> they, don't, they don't come to you through any other means other than just like osmosis, basically. Yeah, so whereas um, Lulu is 
purposefully stealing a cat. I guess we just accidentally stole a lot of cats growing up. Yeah, it it always felt sort of like almost like a weird religious thing where like, you know, you don't pick the cat, the cat picks you. Like, uh, Real, yeah. Wand very, chases the wizard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very Harry Potter sort of fucking moment uh, for every cat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing that the random cat theft makes me think of is <laughs> like this is not all that Big Bunny's eating, right? He's not subsisted off of one dog this whole time. Uh, I I don't think so. I believe you know bunnies are herbivores. Uh, right. so maybe switching diets means that you know there's enough calories and stuff inside of a dog to subsist on for a week. But uh, it does seem like Big Bunny is much more interested in like when he gets a good a good piece of meat. Uh, he's going to you know what, what's the the goose that they stuff forcibly? Uh, look, you're making pate. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he likes to he likes the process of making good food as well. He he obviously knows his stuff about cooking. That's true. He doesn't mind getting a cat and then fattening it up on his own time. Yeah, exactly. He really invests invests in his happiness. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He he seems to really enjoy life. Um, I think this story that we hear him tell about Susie selling her soul. Mm-hmm. Maybe my favorite story we get from him so far, the interaction leading up to it, Susie is still clearly not into Big Bunny, and Big Bunny's making, trying to make inroads, so he's telling a story about a much nicer girl named Susie. And John, <laughs> what happens to nicer Susie? So nicer Susie uh, decides to sell the soul, her soul to the devil, uh, and in return, she gets a hellhound, which the, she then trades for a hell hamster. Uh, which is very cute. She gets a treehouse, which is like a literal castle up in a tree. <laughs> Yep, big tree. Uh, and then she gets chocolate parents, which we see her breaking the arm off her mother and eating it, uh, which is uh, very, like, Roald Dahl-esque. Uh, <laughs> it is. So I guess, are these sentient chocolate parents and she doesn't find out until she's an adult that they were alive when she ate them? Or are they just large chocolate um, statues? I, I would like to think that they were inanimate chocolate statues that replace her parents rather than them being turned into chocolate statues. Uh I, I, but frankly, Paul, I would in this in Big Bunny's, uh, you know, journey through the world. I feel like there would probably be sentient people that feel pain when you eat them. <laughs> there might be, and we really need to get at Amy Winfrey on this on Twitter to yeah. see if if we can get some some clear responses on what yeah, sort yeah. of hellscape she can, she can is JK this. rolling the details up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out uh, Big Bunny was gay the whole time. Yeah, or uh, yeah, <laughs> Big Bunny uh, would poop wherever he stood and then eat it immediately. Because <laughs> that's what bunnies do, people. They're monsters. <laughs> so repentance, that's yeah. a fun thing. Yes, uh, so it is a good loophole. Uh, you know, the idea that you can just sell your soul to the devil and then repent right before you die and then your soul goes to heaven. In some ways, you have you have a level of additional security there. If you're following the traditional Christian um, viewpoint, I guess you could just yeah. live your life however you want and repent at the end. But if you've sold your soul to the devil, you know when you're going to die, more or less. You'll see him coming, and then yeah. you know to repent. There's no, like, hit by a truck before you can repent, yeah. I guess. Yeah, unless they're like I feel like I feel like the devil would only be tricked this way at least like like at most a couple of times before he starts putting in his own like uh you know addendums like uh you know whenever you see the devil you're not allowed to talk or something like that. So John, uh, are you saying that the real devil's in the details? Details, yes. Well, I, <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, beautiful. Uh, Damn it, John! I, I just got a text. We've been canceled. Oh no! <laughs> no, the the network pulled the plug right on air. Oh, we got to respect that. So anyway, Susie is not impressed with this story. She says it's the worst story, and she's just going to go off and watch Bugs. But Sam, much more into it, we learn mm-hmm. that he now wants to sell his soul. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. He wishes he could sell his soul. I want to sell my soul. Sounds uh, like a good deal. Yeah. No. And uh, I, yeah, I do like Susie's going to watch Bugs, either Rocks with Sticks, or maybe she's learned what Bugs are now. Um, I hope she yeah. has. John, why do you think Big Bunny is telling them this story? It's not exactly a story about getting Susie to be nicer or about bringing pets to your friends or anything. Yeah. What's his endgame? Well, I think the the like there's two obvious ones. And I think one is that he pisses Susie off enough so that she leaves and he has more time to fatten up the two sort of willing children, Susie and uh, no, not Susie, uh, Sam and Lulu. Um, yeah. Or he's grooming Susie to be basically like this sort of connection with the children in the area to bring him children. Like he's telling Susie to sell her soul. I'm not sure what she would get from Big Bunny mm. unless he is the literal devil. We don't know yet. But so uh, this this is a real story the Jedi wouldn't tell you scenario. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh oh no, we've been canceled again. <laughs> God. We were just picked up. Yeah. Yeah, different network came in. It was it was beautiful for a moment there, but anyway. So I, I think I think that the big bunny might be grooming her to be his like long term accomplice, which is kind of morbid and delicious at the same time. I do like that a lot. All right, John. Yeah. Let's uh, let's keep this one brief. What moral do you think we can really take away from this story? Uh, I say my moral would be uh, sell your soul to the devil. <laughs> That's what I took away from it. Worked for Susie. Yep. All right. My Paul? moral is, as as always, with God, all things are possible. Oh, that's beautiful, Paul. And we, we don't know if Big Bunny is God or the devil or maybe Darth Sidious. So <laughs> maybe the same is true for bunnies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I feel like the in all things, like the bigger you are, the closer to God you are. And so the biggest bunny has to be the most, you know, closest to God. Well, the next episode that we'll talk about is about Easter. So (laughs) episode four of Big Bunny, it's going to be a seamless transition. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We've been canceled twice, but we're now apparently owned by Disney. I don't know why they picked us up at the end of this episode, but thanks for joining us anyway. Yeah, we just weren't we just weren't running the right way, but they're going to merchandise us for the rest of the the rest of creation. Basically, we're going to get some some John and Paul action figures. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Great. Well, if you want to talk more about Flash (laughs) Animation, you can get at us on the various social media platforms at Plug and Missing or email us at PlugandMissingPod at gmail.com. You can also check out PlugandMissing.com slash Disney for all of our new merch, information on the upcoming podcasts, and that kind of thing. This episode was co-hosted by John Ward and Paul Reberg, produced by John Ward, edited by me, with music by me as well, probably. Come back next week where we're going to be dropped by three more networks. (laughs) Would you like to update Flash? We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash Animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.